Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Happy Friday to everybody out there. This is the Close of Business podcast. I'm Kyle Rodder, joined by David Scott on this 20th of January, 2023. And in what has been a third straight weekly gain for the ASX 200. Scotty. Yeah, TJF. And uh, yeah, hope everyone's having a great time as we go and roll towards the weekend. Yeah, up 1.7% for the week. Not one week so far in 2023 have we finished lower. What a start, hey? Yeah, we'll uh, blow the siren. Then we're we're done. We're we're happy with that. Um, after last year, we'll um, you know pack things up now. And we'll, we'll go home. But it, like you said, Scotty, it, it has proven to be really really positive throughout the week. Um, probably not as much news perhaps floating around today locally. Uh, not a great deal of data. A bit of corporate news out. Um, Whitehaven was a really good example. It was outperforming today on a on an update that it provided to the market. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, it seems to be that element of climbing the wall of worry at the moment. I guess you could say for equities. I mean, we do have that tailwind coming from the China reopening, and that seems to be continuing to play out as far as strength goes amongst our major resource players. We did have more sectors finishing lower than higher today. Had a bit of hawkish Fed speak out last night too. Steve Sosnick on the show today uh, reiterating a, a note uh, from Nomura in the last couple of days saying that bad news is bad news again. Uh, but again, stocks, at least locally, continue to rise. Um, can you make odds and, and ends of this, this study or, or um, I don't know, is it just something that we just let be? Uh, there's a lot of good news in the price. And you mentioned, uh, no, of course, China we've been talking about for so long now, I don't even care to remember. But uh, <laughs> that's that's been a key factor as well. That's uh, certainly the, the, the growth uh, trajectory in other parts of the world, namely China is going to be something that, and Asia more broadly for us is going to be very beneficial to imagine to our more cyclically value-orientated market and maybe the growthier parts in the US. There's also some concerns there about uh, the US economic trajectory and that all is culminating in a big shift in capital flows for the time being, which continues to go into our market, which is great news. But the key question is, you know, if we start having a global recession, if we start seeing Europe go and, and, uh, and roll over, US roll over, is that going to be necessarily an environment where things are good? Probably not. And then conversely as well, the, uh, the risk of inflation, whilst everyone seems to be thinking it's going to be far lower and uh, you know, generating a recession and uh, seeing interest rate cuts, that's still no guarantee as well. So a few uh, you know, minefields still out there for us to go navigate, but as you said, rightfully so. It's been a positive start to the year. Let's go and uh, call time now. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I mean, I'm looking around that sort of 74, 60, 65 level. If we can break that few key levels, it's, uh, well, I'm setting a stop just above <laughs> at the moment because I, I'm trying to get on the short side of this thing. I just can't see how markets can continue to move in this this direction to start the year. It's been an extraordinarily positive um, uh, beginning of, of things, although it has to be said, the United States is obviously looking a little bit more sluggish over the last few days um, as we enter the Fed blackout period, actually, from Saturday, Scotty. So it'd be nice to get a bit of peace and quiet um, away from all that squawking, eh? Absolutely. And the other thing we're going to 
consider as well that uh, it's uh, Lunar New Year in China. Uh, this is the last day that they're rocking and rolling. A lot of markets are already shut for uh, for Lunar New Year, which means it's just going to be incredibly quiet on the uh, the macro front for almost a, a large chunk of next week. And that might explain why we're having these drifty rallies high because we're not going to go and have a lot of news coming through. We get a lot of updates coming through, a lot of corporate updates, particularly in the United States. So maybe that's going to be the factor we keep a close eye next week that could go and create a few jitters out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, going to be interesting. It'll be thinned. And I, I thought that we'd see a bit of a sell-off going into the end of the week on the basis of, uh, well, Asian markets being a little bit quieter, um, perhaps investors in the broader region just sort of pulling up stumps, but uh, perhaps not uh, not to be the case. We'll see how we open Monday, of course. But uh, let's um, stop dilly-dallying around because, again, there wasn't that much news out there today, but we had plenty of uh, good interviews. And actually, in fact, we might start with the call today and the stock of the day because we had Luke Winchester joining us from Meriwether Capital and Claude Walker from A Rich Life who were on the desk, uh, sorry, they were uh, uh, phoned in via Skype, I should say, uh, to chat with Nadine. And uh, they wanted to talk about Aspen, uh, a smaller stock on the market, of course, that both those lads are small cap specialists. Let's hear what they had to say about Aspen. Just look at the income that these guys are bringing back to shareholders as a business. They've grown that so steadily over the last few years and, and forecast to continue into the future. So um, from a business level, I think it looks really interesting. The, the valuation, they've got some guidance at the AGM, looks at about 18 times earnings. That's probably up there for, for a REIT, even though it is probably one of the better ones in that space, less challenged than some of its peers. I would note, though, I think they've been quite conservative with that. They gave a trading update through the first four months of the year for 45 CPS and the guidance for the full year was only 10. So they, they called out they were trying to be conservative around, you know, what does the visibility of the consumer look like in the second half on those holiday parks and tourism? Obviously, rents tend to go up and one of the big drivers of inflation. So probably holds its own there. I think the only reason that I'd sort of stop short of, of being that interested in Aspen is because, you know, there's there's been a big there's a big share price run. I don't think it is quite as, uh, you know, attractively valued as, as I'd want to buy this kind of business. Uh, typically, you know, they're not going to be a, a high growth multi-year compounder, generally speaking. Um, and, you know, as you can see, the long-term history of Aspen has got a bit up and down in it. So uh, now wouldn't be the time for me to jump on board, but... Okay, so really not that positive. It's a it's a no or a sell, I guess you could say, and uh, and a hold from the the guys there. Not going to go to the investment committee. But uh, let's talk about interviews that we did do today. Um, I'll kick off. Had a great uh, macro micro crypto as I so often do with Carl Kapalinga. Gave a little bit of a top down view on where the ASX two hundred is right now. Looking or technical view on the ASX two hundred right now, and uh, very very constructive. Not so much for the U.S. indices, interestingly enough, um, and also. So peaked out a little bit the dynamic as it relates to Chinese equities as well as commodity prices. He often alludes to the very strong relationship between the Shanghai Composite Index and the copper price. So certainly one for those tech heads out there, um, as well as uh, fans of Carl, and we know that they are numerous to, to check in on. Uh, Scuddy, any conversations that jumped out to you today that you really enjoyed? Nor is uh, Robert Swift from Delft Partners uh, feeling pretty optimistic about the US markets, but more so from a, a macro perspective. I'd enjoy my conversation with him. He's an internationally focused investor. Uh, yeah, not liking the inflation trajectory in particular in the United States. I think that's going to be a real headwind for earnings moving forward. 
He says there's better opportunities elsewhere, but I'm not going to go and tell you where. Go and uh, have a look into these show notes and uh, watch your way this weekend. Also, you mentioned uh, Luke Winchester from Meriwether Capital. I spoke with him as well in the small cap on the back of the call and uh, more stock-specific areas. And uh, one area that I really enjoyed the conversation towards the end of our chat was we're talking about nanosonics. We're talking about uh, Fisher & Park or two med tech stocks and a big blue chips that have uh, no, really impressed with their updates coming through this week. And he had a couple of names that we can go and uh, have a look and do some due diligence on potentially uh, that could be subject to the same tailwinds those two companies are seeing, but at a much smaller level. And uh, yeah, he's owners of these stocks already and thinks that I know once is there, uh, once is an anomaly, twice is a trend. Okay. And uh, well, another one there too. Um, Nadine earlier today spoke with Jess Amir and... We do have, it's the time of the year that Saxo releases, uh, I, what is it, it's outrageous predictions or dangerous predictions or something of that nature. I think it's outrageous predictions, but uh, one of them was gold, potentially going to $3,000 per ounce. So probably not the first shop out there to call $3,000, not the first individual certainly to call $3,000 gold, uh, well, at least at some point in the future. But uh, an interesting conversation there. She also expanded on what uh, Saxo clients are buying and selling to start the year. Um Looking ahead, Scuddy, not quite as much on the calendar. It should be noted that we did last night or after the closing bell on Wall Street have Netflix's results, which posted a weaker earnings figure, but uh, subscribers were a little bit more resilient than expected. And the stock was up by about 5.5% after hours or thereabouts. That's when I last checked uh, a couple of hours um, after the end of cash trade there on Wall Street. Uh, If you look at some of the data that we do have coming up, well, we do have a speech, it would seem, from uh, President Lagarde, once again, ECB President Lagarde. There was some hawkish commentary coming out from the central bank in the last few days. Stay the course, I think, was the phrase being used, um, and whatever, the marks will make up their own mind. Uh, on top of that, too, we do have existing home sales out of the States. Uh, we've also got uh, Waller speaking um, tonight, too, Fed member Waller, so Christopher Waller um, and, and Harker as well. Um but other than that, I think the earnings uh, picture is a little quieter. I'll just get a, a quick update on that. If anyone is listening in at home, uh, a great page on Twitter if you still use it, and I'm using it less after uh, we saw Elon Musk cozying up to uh, Medvedev, uh, former Prime Minister Medvedev a few weeks ago. I thought that was just uh, too cringe-worthy for me. But if you're still on Twitter a lot, uh, earnings whispers as a page is great for some uh, free content as to what's coming up uh, in it, the US earnings season. Um, but before the open today, nothing really that significant. Um, so we'll have to look forward to next week because we'll have the likes of Tesla reporting uh, as well as Boeing, a few other really big names. And then we sort of gear up for that big Thursday on the what will be, I think, the 2nd of February where uh, the Fed and 20% of the S&P 500 market cap report. But I'm getting way too ahead of myself. I should really be thinking about the weekend. Scuddy, I know uh, with the sunnies on, you're already halfway there. What do you reckon? We'll uh, call it a week and, um, I don't know, put, uh, put a nail in it. I think so, mate. It's uh, looking bright and sunny out uh, here in Adelaide, and I'm going to go uh, crack a frothy outside. So everyone have a fantastic weekend. We'll uh, see you all bright and early on Monday. You should be so lucky. I'll enjoy my shower as I walk home. See you, Scotty. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.